Hey there! Are you alone in the pandemic, wondering what you can do? Have you already started a podcast? Have you already started several podcasts, some of which made it, some of which didn't, a lot of which are just on an app somewhere, alone gathering digital dust? Well, I'm your podcast professor, and I'm here to explain to you how you can take the new hot medium and turn yourself into a new hot commodity. I'm Tom Noblock, your podfessor, here on Podcast Professors. So stick around and we'll talk today about the very first step. How do you start a successful podcast, right? Don't forget about Podfe- uh, po- Professor uh, Emeritus, hey, I'm- uh, Will. I'm here to also just sort of butt in at certain points. and Butting in. You know, we're co-teaching uh, and we're more than happy to share both of our knowledge. Uh, Sticker. We are completely equal in this venture. Stick around after the break. We'll be right back here on pod on, on podcast professor. Pod, God, pre- William Professors. Hello, want to be a Munchie Boy? Listen to Omaha's new goofy food podcast, The Munchie Boys. Every week, we get food from a different local restaurant. Let's go. We munch. Yes, there is munch. And talk about the experience. What we got. Where did we go? We're still there. Two boxes of food. In lighthearted banter. I just jammed the rest of the Mediterranean in my mouth. Meatball-based items. In a way that is both zany. This is going to be crazy. We might end up throwing up. And fun. My hands are burning. Hell yeah. Every episode features an exclusive song. Where we sing about our weekly adventures and feature a different analog synth. It's a synth model. Play the track now. Now, yeah, we yeah, yeah. It sounds like haha bra. Check out Munchie Boys on Spotify, YouTube, streaming or streaming, and most other digital outlets. Uh, That's what happens. Munchie, Munchie, Boys. And welcome back to Podfessors. I am your professor, Professor Tom Noblock, known podcaster around the world. And with- Co-hosting is uh, Podfessor Will. Uh, happy to share our knowledge of uh, podcasting mutually. Uh, I think we both d- deserve a share of the pie, and we're uh, we're both great lecturers, so we're we're happy to co-teach this course and combine our uh, our knowledge of the topics. Now, Will, I don't I don't want to jump in too much because we are in an unprecedented time. There's a pandemic that's pushed everybody in the whole world online. Ordinarily, Very unprecedented. Ordinarily, we'd be in a huge auditorium with about 400 new podcasters sitting there waiting to figure out how to get started in this medium that it may Mine's seem... waiting to soak up knowledge. It may waiting seem... waiting for us to teach. Like it's an easy medium to learn. Like you just buy a mic. But in fact, there's all these intricacies. There's so much to to learn and you and I well I would originally be in the auditorium explaining my wisdom from my years on the circuit doing podcasting that's what we call it the circuit uh and you would be sitting I think off to the side right I mean I mean we're in different parts of the country and everything's been pushed online so we have to well, do this in a different way well yeah but after I finished my doctorate at, at NYU in uh in you know the history of of you know um the podcast medium specifically but also radio and as it pertains to podcasting i would say that you know my academia resume alone is is good for me to uh you know it's just a it's a good excuse for me to sort of get out there and teach people about the topic you know you have i do host a podcast myself it's called the uh the the man cave and uh, it's something that, you know, explores the history of where that stereotype came from. And it's actually, you know, one of the more top rated podcasts. So I don't 
say that, you know, you know, you've been on the circuit and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to diminish that, but I would say that, you know, both of our resumes combined make us a great, you know, ha uh, hands-on team for this, uh, this masterclass lecture, which we'll, we'll happily be teaching to you from, uh, from your couch probably. So grab that bowl of popcorn. Do you, so, well, I, I guess I didn't understand. So you, you have a POD. Uh, HD, Tom. Oh, well, so you don't have a POD then. I mean, uh, a PhD in podcasting is one thing, but it's a little bit antiquated, I have to say. Uh, the POD is really where it's at. And that's that's honestly the degree program that I've engineered, that I've started, that I've started to show other universities how to do. I mean, the, there's an intricacy to it. The same way an MD is not a PhD, a POD is not a PhD, Will. It's true, but I'm on Skillshare, so nobody cares. Well, we haven't introduced so, you. So, okay, I guess I, I, I thought you were, uh, you know, some just looking at you um, on Zoom here, I would have guessed that maybe you didn't have a home for a while. Um, maybe you've robbed a man who has decent taste in glasses. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have guessed uh, you have a doctorate. Although, to be honest, the way the country's going, not a big distinction between a doctoral student and what I just described. <laughs> no, uh, no lie there. I can certainly, uh, yeah, I can certainly see where you might have mistaken that for me. But my uh, my approach is sort of laid back. You know, I'm uh, I'm the dude professor, so I uh, oh, I, I I tend not to overteach, but you know, it's just sort of imparting knowledge on a on a, a day by day basis, and you know, just sort of instructing the minds of the people who want to learn, and just sort of gaining their respect and uh, teaching them about the medium that I, I just absolutely love. I mean, I've, I podcast in my sleep, you know, I, I record my snoring noises uh, for ASMR and I upload that and that's got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of hits. Hundreds so of thousands. You've, you've probably millions. You've recorded something that got hundreds of thousands of hits, huh? Uh, well, at least, I mean, if you've heard the, uh, what is it? I think it's the A through Z snoring catalog. Um, it's just on my, my YouTube page there. Uh, it's it's certainly a thing of wonder, you know, uh, people have have written me in the comments, you know, from places as far as Bangladesh, just saying, hey, uh, your stuff helps me sleep at night. I just I go straight to bed. I hear somebody else snoring and it's a primal thing. You know, it's an instinctual thing. I start to snore and then I notice myself snoring and then I say, why am I not asleep? And then I fall asleep right away. It's a very simple process. In which you know people as far what? as Bangladesh is this can get some some good out of me while I'm sleeping. So that's just the kind of person I am to try and help people out. So I don't have time to shave and look all you know proper. You know that's just the man I am. I'm sorry for it. Well, if it's, uh, if it's a problem, it tells you something that you've got so many listens. I have to say, I mean, to, for anyone to get to hundreds of thousands of listens in this medium, you really have to sell out. Um, you really have to do something like snoring, which is well. There's no intellectual well, you, pursuit there. There's well, no. Why do you think the the insight. snoring ASMR was sponsored by the Purple Sleep Mattress people? 
They they know what they're doing. You know, this is yeah. this is the world corporate we live sponsorship in. will do that to you. I mean, I it's I get it. You start marketing. You start out. You've got these lofty ambitions. You think you're going to have this insight into the human condition, and then all of a sudden, you're recording people snoring. I mean, it's it's a story that I've heard a million times. And uh, you know, Will, uh, I'm not surprised looking at you. Like I said, that that's where you ended up. Congratulations, I guess, for the ads that you're going to get a couple dollars from here and there, but. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is, and that's not what I'm here to teach. I don't wanna I don't wanna teach you how to go sell out. I wanna teach you how to make art, which is podcasting is the new art form, and it is an art form. But in order for it to be an art form, we really have to build it up. We have to build a canon. We have to build tradition, and we have to build scholarship. And that's what this show is. So, I mean, you can snore into your mic all you want, Will, but I've got something more ambitious than I'm trying to do, and I'm not going to devolve it. Well, this is great. I, I was hoping, you know, uh, from a, a bit of an academia background myself, we, maybe we could, uh, you know, potentially write the text. You know, we could, could co-author the Ten Commandments of how to podcast and how to, you know, get the message out there. Um sort of brand your show and uh, and make it all about yourself, but at the same time, something that somebody would actually want to listen to, you know? Of course. So it's yeah, a very, yeah. it's a fine line between making the, a very selfish show, which, which gets no listeners, but is gratifying. And, you know, uh, talking about a topic that actually interests people and then right, makes right. show up so they can listen about your stories in between. Unlike you know, your unlike your history of shows, I don't want people to fall asleep as they listen to them. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going for something completely different. That might be different for you too. Might be a completely new world to you. And I'm glad you'll be able to learn it with me. Usually your co-teacher is not as clueless as the people sitting in the auditorium, but we're trying something new there as well, something ambitious. What if we have basically a student up there co-teaching the class? Will he learn? They say that the best way to retain information is to teach is it. The, have the blind lead the blind. And I, well, I couldn't half, agree more. Half, it's like it's like person. It's like a, a cyclops is teaching the class, having the two of us. I think. No, if anything, it's uh, it's the lady. Uh, it's the little, um, you know, sort of the animated character from Futurama with three eyes. Yeah, cycl- or whatever that was. Wait, she? I thought she had one eye. She did. What the? <laughs> I thought she had three. Look, this is a podcasting show. I'm not an expert on Futurama, but I will say this much: it's I th- pop culture. You got to integrate it into the show. You know, you got to. But you, you don't. Make no, I mean, topical. Yeah. You know, people sitting in the auditorium are probably going to watch Futurama, so it's you know you got to look can harmon it up a little bit. You got to make it friendly. If you're going to pay three thousand dollars this online podcasting class, I don't think your taste is Futurama. You know, I think it's the real hard hitting stuff. I think it's the podcasts out there that are engaging your brain, right? Listen, you want a, a good history of podcasting mega course. You know, you go to the professional. You want a, a course on how to uh, speak to chimps. <laughs> you listen to Jane Goodall. You know, she'll she'll tell you how to communicate with the chimps. Has she been that, teaching that? Is that available somewhere? It is. It's yeah, a master class yeah. that's available for only $200. But see, the thing is, I don't want to talk to chimps for $200. I want to learn about podcasting, how to do it, how to make myself a podcaster, how to build an independent income, and how to do that from the safety and comfort of my home. 
you know. That's so right. that's why yeah. people pay the three thousand dollars because they need a professional and they need somebody to sort of fill in the other uh, gap. So they pay the three thousand dollars for us, you know, the quality of the material, and that's honestly why I can say I'm happy to be here is because they recruited the best. And, well, um, if you fall asleep to this, all the better, you know. It's called, um, a, you know, uh, intertransmission learning. Something that the the Germans have kind of figured out. So <clears throat> I can't say, uh, you know, I'm that awake when Beneficial. I hear you lecture, but uh, and I can't say I'm that happy to be here sharing a screen with you. But I can say I'm happy to impart my knowledge and my wisdom from hard earned sweat and blood shed talking into a mic. Uh, with all of you. So thank you for, for watching, for listening, however it is that you're imbibing this wisdom, right? Um, you know, we have a couple goals for the show today. So I mean, the, the theme for today that we want you to take away is how do you start a successful podcast? Because it's incredibly important that when you're starting your podcast, that you have a very clear message People know exactly who they're who they're talking to, who they're listening to, all of that, right? It has to be organized. It has to be clear. It has to have a clear direction. You can't just go in and ramble into a mic, right? And you have to have people who get along with each other, which maybe hasn't started here. Maybe it will happen at some point. I don't know. I'm kind of anticipating Will will get disgracefully uh, let go from his contract in a couple of weeks. So... Consider this maybe a soft well, hopefully, open. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, hopefully not. Uh, I would say that, you know, my my agent is a good guy and, uh, you know, he helped me get this uh, for the purpose of just sort of bestowing my knowledge, whether conventional or unconventional, uh, in, in ways that will hopefully illuminate your minds. You know, I'm here to teach with uh, Prof. Tom, if you will. <laughs> Professor uh, Thomas there. So we're going to learn together um, sort of how to teach you and uh, sort of coexist in a, a friendly lecture space where we can hopefully just, you know, write the canonical text on, on how to how to podcast. You know, we, we both learned how to podcast on our own. So our styles are, you know, self-taught and and autodidactical, if you will, which we, but, which is um, bad. I mean, you don't want to have to learn. You don't by just going out. You know, like it's, they didn't it's learn hacking through the the jungle underbrush with a machete. You have no idea where you're going, and you you really don't know what's going to happen. The caveman so did not just learn how to make a hack. skyscraper. There had to be some kind of culture around it that he could. They enter had into. to learn to make steel and glass and mm -hmm. things besides just the wheel. And so know? we're we're essentially bringing you to that next step. This this show is like when that bone flies up in 2001 a space odyssey we're that jump cut we're between the jump cut of the bone and the spaceship right we're imagine your talent your your level of skill is that bone it's being thrown up into the air it's being flung out into the ether you're making a, a piece of art and you're getting it out there you know you're just uploading it or whatever we're, your raw we're that, talent is out yeah. there we're taking your raw talent and we're transforming it we're saying listen that's not how you do that you're, you're doing that completely wrong. You need to stop that and change that and implement these new methods because this is a better way of doing it. This is the $3,000 way of doing it. And this is what you paid your money for. So this is how we're going to teach you and this is how we're going to guide your mind and sort of meld all of our ideas into your brain and just sort of, you know, 
you know, do that jump cut, you know, right. Within will three is three weeks within three weeks. Once we're done with the course, your brain will, you know, your talent, your level of skill will look like that spaceship that looks like that bone that it was three weeks prior when you uploaded your first horrible podcast and you had no idea what you're doing. And now you are transformed into a master into somebody who understands and respects the art form and hopefully uh, can be successful in this difficult, difficult industry. Oh, it can be successful. I mean, all it takes is listening to us. And right now, you, to continue the metaphor, are those monkeys scared because there's a cheetah out there. You're you're holding your little monkey child, and you're just desperate. You don't know if you're going to make it to the next day. Will is like the monkey who discovered tools, and I am David Bowman, who turns into that big blue baby coming back to Earth with wisdom and the next stage of evolution. So I'm sort of I'm sort of the not to interrupt I'm sort of the monolith if you will sort of the thing that the apes respect you know the the source of knowledge you know they know that there's something intuitively that there's right. something there apes can that, tell that you are the next step up from them they can sense it and the thing is you know among my own you know species of you know just regular humans they sense too my skill in this art form you know they understand that I would not be good for radio you know, I don't, I don't understand radio. I mean, I've studied it, but I don't get it. You know, I don't it's understand too hard the wacky yeah. noises, it's and complicated. The, the sound effects and the little clown horns. And we know whatever you need to do to make morning radio fun. You don't see, uh, I don't know, uh, Joe Rogan out there. You know, you don't see him teaching how to podcast because he doesn't want you to know. It's a secret. He doesn't want you to know. It's, if, he, if everyone knew how to do a Joe Rogan show and just shut up and sit there like a dumb chimp, half the time and just let whoever it is you're talking to just talk you know for two of the three hours they just talk you know that's the secret right there that's the sauce he doesn't want you to know that the, it, you know that's how he makes you his down. millions your ignorance that's how he has three saunas yeah. in his house you know that's isolation how things tanks. happen yeah the, the only that's thing what we're here to teach you if you want an isolation tank in your house one day, you have to learn how to podcast, my friend. That's just how it goes nowadays. I mean, cryogenic freezer aside, if you just want to learn how to to be a podcaster and how to make uh, millions that you can spend on, I don't know, some sort of weird uh, clone tissue that he's probably building in his basement for like replication purposes or if he needs a new liver at any point. <clears throat> you know, that's that's an insane level. That's up here. You know, we're trying to teach you how to be here and live happily and understand the art form and you know mentally you're right up here now i think it's important before we get into the actual steps of what it may what it means to start a podcast successfully by talking about our background now i know you did your snoring show or whatever but i've i've actually it's a side feature it's a side feature yeah, okay but well yeah Let's talk None, about our credentials, right? So, I mean, I've done several podcasts. I've done about 400 podcasts over the last 20 years. Uh, well, really over the last 10 years, because I didn't really know about it 20 years ago. But it's been around in a lot of ways, and I've had a lot of different opportunities. I'm, I'm most known, of course, for some of my cultural podcasts. Um, I previously hosted a Woody Allen retrospective, which was canceled after I learned about the allegations against him that nobody told me. Um, you know, other than him Although, in some of the movies, apparent. it was, it, well, once, once you said it, then I went back and looked at some of the movies I'd been talking about on the show and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was right in front of me. So, you know, you live, you learn, right. Right. So next, next I got an offer, uh, to join a new podcast hub and I did a, it was a Louie rewatch podcast where we did a recap of every episode of Louie. Um, that was ultimately canceled for, for similar reasons. Um, 
Then, you know, I was sort of in the film buff sort of universe. Quick, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your, uh, uh, well, your background. You're making a motif a of interrupting did you ever, me. Did you ever? Well, you know, it's how we co-teach. We have to co-mingle ideas. We can't we, just pontificate we, ourselves aside. You know, I, I was sort of, you know, hoping that you never were a uh, PA to uh, Roman Polanski. Oh, no, or, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, I mean, do you ever... Interestingly, though, I, I was in talks to do a, another podcast after the previous two that was celebrating. A Weinstein cast. Uh, it, it, was, it was the rise of independent cinema, this sort of film renaissance of the '90s, and uh, I didn't have the idea for it, but they came to me with it and said, "We think you'd, you know, you're the, you just know so much about movies, and you're so talented. We think you'd be the right person to to bring wisdom to this one about uh, how how Miramax was revolutionizing film, creating the new auteur movement, sort of like bringing the auteur movement of the '70s into the '90s. That's paved the way for new cinema. They wanted to call it the Miramax monster. Um, you can guess, you know, we didn't move forward with that one. Ultimately, uh, it seemed in poor taste, uh, but I was flattered to receive that call, nevertheless. So I think I heard the pilot for that show. It was, uh, it was like Shakespeare in Love, and you you uh, interviewed Gwyneth Paltrow for a painful twenty minutes, and it, not you, uh, just sort of listening to her, um, unscripted, of course. It was uh, an interesting. I didn't know the audio was out there. I thought I. I thought. I oh yeah, no, I I it. found it easily uh, about two or three days ago, just on a where a on what site? Reddit podcast. It's on Reddit. Yeah, it was. Do you know the was, account? Uh, who has the, the person who has it? I don't know. It's it could be anything, man. It could be a Reddit throwaway. Well, this is another good it, lesson. The world of it. The reason why you want to start a podcast successfully is you don't want your past mistakes to follow you for decades. You don't want that audio to be out there. And sometimes you can't delete it. Sometimes it's in it's in Reddit too far and only a nerd like Will can get in there and find it, but he can he can do it if he wants to. These monsters I mean, was, like Will a, will never let your a, mistakes die. All right? So you got to start on a good foot. It was um on a, a cringe subreddit, I think actually. Not to add salt in the wound but it was i think it was meant towards her you know it was sort of the mind of gwyneth before uh goop so they, they didn't mention me <laughs> pre-goop then but, there was no comment about well i mean it was sort of implied but you know i think the majority of the the implication was i i saved it from it was directed at i was gwyneth. i did a good job but she in contrast looked pretty terrible well you know it wasn't like the job was well done or anything it was just sort of that she had been you know, a, a bland person to interview and, and you, you know, can't always control sort of asked her questions that didn't really provoke much. Wow. Was sort of the general sense. Look, but if anyways, I, if I try to interview a box of jello, will it's not going to tell me much. I'm not going to get an interesting interview if it's a, an inanimate object. Hey, I'm going to pull a quirky professor thing. Oh, here okay, okay, say, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. This tea I'm drinking is amazing. We do you have know, some sponsors. Is this a, is this a sponsor break? Uh, well, it is unfortunately. Okay, I mean, well, it's, it's well, no a pleasure to listen to us. I'm sure. I'm but we talking. Take a break. I think we need to be meta about this for the people who are listening, though, because the only mm -hmm. way you're going to make money is sponsored ads. So we already, because of our esteemed backgrounds, have been able to receive several different sponsors, and so. Now we're going to what would have been seamless, but because I want to teach you, was actually kind of awkward. Transition into our first ad break. That Will's going to read. 
Do we have any f uh, flute music that we could overplay? Uh, for some reason, the sponsor requested they were flute music. Requested have told you about flute. This, but... Yeah, I mean, that's something you definitely should have come up probably before we got started. Uh, but the thing is, we're professionals, so we, we integrate it into the show seamlessly. It's not something that prep, you know, some prep work needed to happen. It's just sort of... Well, prep work did need to happen for me to download a song uh, in order to play it on the air. It's okay. It just says flute music requested. What it's kind of flute deal. music? It's what just, does that even mean? What? I think they're hoping for some panpipes, like some South American tones of... Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm downloading flute music now as we're doing the show, which let's make this into a lesson, all right? Let's, let's turn this into something valuable, all right? So lesson one in the canonical text. Lesson one for how to start a successful podcast. Plan out your music before the show. Don't waste time on your first show downloading songs so you can play them during an ad break. Does that work for you as lesson number I'm one, Will? I'm writing this down. You're right. Yeah, oh, this, is, oh, good. this is gold. Yeah, we'll put it in the book that comes out alongside this. We'll we'll upload that. Uh, we'll do a what a Google slide and we'll share it with all of you. All right. Well, we don't need to do that. You know, publish a, a book adjacent to this. I've I've had a couple of book deals in the past, so we'll we'll steer clear of the uh, the Google Slides. I think that's probably, you know, not not in good taste for a three thousand dollar course. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, well, while we wait for this music to download, let's just go through a few lessons, and then we'll do our ad break. So, lesson one, we've gone through. What's lesson two, Will, for starting a successful podcast? Lesson two is uh, respect the art. Now, you have to respect the art because uh, this is something that, you know, this is something that is sacred, you know. Uh, ASMR is something that I'm particularly uh, adept at, you know, sort of studying. And, and I do a little bit myself, you know, hence the, the snoring videos. But um, <clears throat> respecting the art is all about understanding how sound impacts people. You know, there are people who have great radio voices. And there are people who have great faces for television. You know, we just, we don't, uh, we, we do differentiate actually. Uh, and we, and we can understand that certain people have certain skills suited to them. And, you know, if you, if you have one of those voices, you're saying to yourself, I have not been able to get a good podcast going for 12 years. You know, I have a great voice for it. You know, your great aunt Suze, she says, Hey, you know, you, you've really grown so much in the past three years. You, you got one of those deep radio voices now. And you're saying to yourself, ah, oh, I could just make a fortune talking all day. You're saying which I do uh, already at my boring grocery job. You're saying, thank you, know? you for that compliment. After the break, yeah. I'll say something to you. Exactly. Yeah. You integrate it. You know, you, you thank you for the breakfast, mom. After this, I'll have some orange juice. After this, more bacon. And I mean, exactly. when you talk like that at a certain point, you may as well be making money for it. Precisely. What was your first podcast that you hosted? Uh, it was called Beans and Bacon, and it was uh, the a bacon, breakfast show, uh, course, and uh, also brunch related. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, the beans were just sort of to, to respect uh, uh, British culture. My gosh, I didn't know how successful that would be right away. I just knew that this was uh, where my life was headed. You know, that's how I how I got my foot in the door. You know, I basically just shoved my leg in there and uh, the door didn't slam on my leg. And I said, hey, you know, the water's fine. I'm in here treading. It was a flooded house why. This in this in this metaphor. So you open the door, you stick your foot in, the water's fine and the door doesn't shut. Maybe the door wasn't shutting because there's a stream keeping the door from shutting. And maybe you shouldn't have gone into a flooding house, Will. 
Did you ever think about that? Well, you obviously have a plumbing problem if the water is coming from inside the house. It was a flood of, you know, my success. And when I opened the door to the house, I just sort of, you know, let in this this water deluge and it just sort of washed away any insecurities I had right away. And uh, I was just, you know, from that point on, uh, fiscally stable enough to uh, continue doing that as a job. So let's make lesson three in starting a successful podcast. You have to already have a good voice because if you don't, I mean, occasionally people squeak by, but for the most part, there's not a lot of room to grow. You know, you got any sort of, uh, you know, strange speech, you're out. The one exception I'll say is Michael Barbaro. Not a great voice, that guy, Uh, but he's gotten pretty far. He's an anomaly. Especially with a voice like that. I have fallen into a puddle of great success. Yeah, don't talk like Michael Barbaro. We'll make that lesson four. And let's do lesson yeah, five, and then we're about ready to do our ad here. So what, what would you say the fifth lesson is in getting started with a successful podcast? Well, and this is probably apt here. Mm. Uh, allow the sponsorship money you know, to flow um, like that yeah, water into your house. Exactly. Sell out. You know, for my first podcast, uh, 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 Bacon, Beans and Bacon, it was um, it was something that I, I reached out to Heinz and I said, listen, you know, can you sponsor me? Can you give me a little cash and I'll throw in a Heinz uh, clip every so often? You know, hey, if you're making your traditional British breakfast, use Heinz beans. They're American, but they're delicious. And you can just you, know? you can slip that right in organically. Yeah. You know, you just you just integrate it into the show. And people don't even notice. You just want to slip right into it. So I'm sitting here, you know, just by the way, you know, I, I, like, I like to drink coffee in the morning, but I understand you're more of a tea man, Will. Are you drinking some tea, tea this man. morning? I do have some delicious uh, um, tea, actually. It's from... Oh, a- really? Tell me. I'm, I'm, curi- I'm genuinely curious. What's, uh, what tea are you drinking? And what's it, what's it cost? And what's a basic overview of that tea? So I'm drinking new me tea. And uh, Numi's vision is uh, to inspire well-being of mind, body, and spirit through the simple art of tea. Through authenticity, creativity, and commitment to people and planet, they bring us the purest, best-tasting organic tea. And I would say that's true. It's probably one of the best-tasting things I've ever had. Uh, Their vanilla rebus chai bush is a delicious tea, um, despite having the word bush in the name a little strange but it is something that i drink every night before i go to bed and i say god bless you new me you know what a what a gift what a blessing this is uh to see new me's vision uh, envisioned in my own cup and uh be drinking new me's vision every night you know it's um <clears throat> it's a little more um high high tier i would say like it's said um it's not your lipton tea you know <laughs> it's not you know four dollars for a hundred thousand tea bags of you know, crap grade quality tea. This is, you know, these are herbs selected from specific places around the planet. This is something that, you know, a person had to envision to make a reality. Now, this isn't just some run of the mill Folgers coffee in my cup. You know, this is, this is new me tea. And this is the most delicious tea you will ever try in your uh, lifetime or the lifetime of your kids and grandchildren. And that's all there is about Numi Tea. That was a beautiful conversation we just had, everybody. In case you somehow didn't notice, and I bet most of you didn't because you're new to this whole thing, that was an ad. 
that right there was an advertisement. And we just made money off of that. And you just listened to that for the past 30 seconds. And Will's going to enjoy 40% of the revenue we made from that. And he might go buy some tea with it. In fact, they sent me a free box of the vanilla rooibos chai bush tea for absolutely free. And I'm loving every bag of it. It's great when you can get free things from podcasting, too. Because all you it's have to great. do is talk about, like, what do I have around me? What do I like? Now, you'll notice. What do when- I need? You know, I for, not to interrupt, but one time I, I said to myself, I don't have a can opener. You know, my old little uh, crank and grind, we call them. The old crank and grinder uh, just had uh, crapped the bed, so to speak. I had nothing to open my can with. And I'm s- stabbing it with a knife saying, like, this is not safe. So I just, I reached into my back pocket. I pulled out my phone and I just Googled. Uh, uh, electric can openers. And I reached out to the first company I saw. I said, hey, <clears throat> you know, beans, uh, beans need to be opened. You know, uh, cans of beans need to be opened. My Heinz beans cans need to be opened for the show, you know, for marketing purposes. How about, uh, how about giving me a bean grinder? You know, one of those can openers, electric batteries. And they said, hey, no problem. We'll send you one out uh, FedEx today. They sent it to me in two days. Most remarkable thing that's ever happened to me. And I say that lightly. That was the most remarkable thing that ever happened to you. I would say, Tom, it was like getting free Amazon Prime. You know, I need I needed a can opener. I could have bought one for twenty five dollars. But I just reached out and said, hey, I do a podcast. And they said, hey, we'll just send you a free product. And I said, bless you for that. And then they said, all right. I'd say note as well, if you look behind us, if you're watching the live feed on video, there's nothing on our walls, in part because we're stereotypical men, I'm sure, but also because we have wall space that we could fill. Who's going to fill that wall space? Well, if I had to make a guess, it'd probably be the advertisers, right? So whatever you think, if you're watching this, maybe you make uh, art and you also want to do a podcast, if you want to help us out, you can throw things up behind us, right? Will's got a big eucalyptus plant. He probably got it from doing a show, right? Which show were you doing when you got that eucalyptus plant? I got this vase from Crate and Barrel. You also uh, have plants. I also have plants. They're not as exciting necessarily. They were ones that were just going to get thrown out by the store because they didn't have enough room. But they said, you know what? I think you host a podcast, right? Why don't you come take some of our trash? And I did, and it's I prominently it. displayed in my window right now. You and see- they look healthy. Uh, I mean, despite not being able to see them quite well, they look healthy and happy in their oh, they home. Are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all the things. You got any aphids or have you? Not in the room, no. But Specific problem. I will say. Look, look- I got to say, I've noticed a lot of aphids on my, on my eucalyptus, and it pisses me off. Does it? It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you notice this beautiful bush here, you know? Yeah, and then you see these yeah. tiny little white specks, just little white, you know. I'll say less than I'll six. Say half, a, half a grain of rice. And starting a new oh, podcast, just stay focused. Just don't get on tangents. Don't uh, don't just look around the room and start arg- you're arguing about it or rambling about whatever you're seeing. Uh, Tom, the, the tangential approach te- teaches quite a bit more than the structured approach, and you know this is where our styles just differ. You know, I, I say that I teach a class and I hit the nail on the head in a roundabout way. You, know, you hit everything around it first. You break the shelf and then you hit that nail into just wood you're going to throw out now. That's what ends up happening, I think. I don't think you've seen me do construction because that's not at all how I put together I'll say this. Shelves. I don't see any bookshelves behind because, you. 
oh, they're there. They're in the other room. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money to have multiple bookshelves. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten a bookshelf sponsor yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, something I've been working on at least. Certainly Will's bare space, his barren land that he calls home is maybe not what you want to aspire to when you're thinking about the riches you'll, you'll, you'll get out of this whole venture of doing a podcast. As far as this goes, I've got a whiteboard here where I can write down ideas. I can stay focused. I can stay on track. He's got a eucalyptus plant with aphids on it. All right. Well, enough about sponsorships. We have our own separate approaches there as well. Uh, So let's just go ahead and... We do have a new segment that we want to have. I mean, of course, they're all new segments because it's the first episode, but we wanted to do a little bit of appreciation of the canon, right? So podcasting really has only existed for about 20 years, 15, 20 years. That means that we are in the phase where we get to decide what is the canon, right? What are the things that they're going to teach in podcasting classes 100 years from now? Like when you think about in 1920, they were talking about Mark Twain. They were reading this guy, Mark Twain. They say, this guy is good. We should probably keep reading that guy. We should make sure future future generations know he helped establish the norms and the traditions for us, and we need to revere that and have all kinds of respect for it. So what and we let's wa- make a legend. Let's let him live on in his yeah, own yeah, yeah, stories yeah. forever, and you know, and we'll eventually even know his real name, Samuel Clemens. That's right. It's a little known fact. So we're going to try to educate you about the canon of podcasting by putting it together. If you think about how you've probably learned canons of anything, there are anthologies that have about 30 pages from any big prominent book that imparts wisdom about the human condition. We're going back to the start of certain podcasting, and we're going to find 30-second clips that we can impart to you that show wisdom being captured on mics, not in radio, but in podcasting for the very first time. So this will be our first in our installment of Inventing the Podcast Canon. So I have this little, this nice little ditty that we're going to play as we talked about it. So I'm going to play a clip. It's a little loud, I guess. I could have turned it down. It's, it's not, the equipment's not working to turn it down. So I'll just, I'll just. Lesson sh- seven, always uh, adjust the volume well, properly. Yeah, always be able to, I suppose. So anyway, have that volume we'll figure slider. it out. Yeah. Lesson eight, there are some bumpy parts along, along the way. You got to learn from your mistakes, right? Lesson nine, don't interrupt. Lesson, oh, lesson 10, please look at lesson nine again and adhere to it. Lesson 11, as per my previous lesson, I would say that I was completely in the right. Please um, Lesson 12, to stick to nine for now. Lesson 13. Uh, you can still play uh, bits, just adjust the volume accordingly. All right. Well, anyway, back to our, our, our first element of the canon here, building the canon. When did podcasting start, Will? We're going to build up to this. Give so me the- podcasting started uh, with Matthias Podcast in 17... 17- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, what, I was, what I was going to say is uh, the, the true history of podcast is that it started in the early 2000s. It was a medium that not many recognized, not many loved, and particularly Hillary Clinton hated. Oh, yeah? It was a strange time uh, to be listening uh, to something as there were not really many smartphones available and there was very little technology to support the podcast medium uh, unless you, you happen to listen to them on your desktop at work. The radio was still the predominant form of 
entertainment. And uh, Howard Stern was sitting at the top of his throne. And now, who is at the top of that throne, you may ask? Well, you're looking, you're looking at him. You're looking at them. And also Joe Rogan. Well, you're looking at them, you but know, you're seeing a, him as you look at them. I mean, it's like, it's like in, a, in, a, in a presidential inauguration. You're maybe looking at 100 people. Well, you're looking how at many the president matter? and the vice what? president as well, just sort of oh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's one some, who has power and one who's you know, just sitting in a room somewhere. The one who controls the, you know, the, the room and the one who just sort of butts in and you know, yeah. throws in a quick, That's right. <laughs> a quick yeah. chuckle or a you know, little blurp little blurps yes um so anyway I, I i don't think we really quite got what i wanted out of that but podcasting kind of started we would say in around 2004 you had adam curry and dave weiner who are credited with inventing the medium apple itunes was released in 2005 with the capacity to play podcasts and then actually interestingly one of the first people to use it was george w bush who started to release certain speeches as podcasts before that though you had Ricky Gervais as essentially the father of modern podcasting. If we had to pick the Herman Melville of our times in relation to podcasting, it would be Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington. And I want to play a clip from one of their early shows that really demonstrates the power of the medium and the insight into the human condition that we can learn from it. In this clip where Ricky and Steve are trying to see how many hamburgers they can fit into Carl's mouth. So here, let's listen to the clip. So just, you just got to put that first No, I can't, I can't put that like that in my mouth on its, with, I've what got to break it up. About? I've got to break it up. No, can't break well, it you up. can't break it up. It doesn't say you can't on the rule I thing. It does. It's it doesn't. I can't look. I physically can't. Try it. The, the, I can't look. I'd have to be Jay Goody to be able to do that. Seriously, look. Oh. British reference. Try it, try it, try it, try it. Yeah, I know, but you're not doing, you're not approaching oh. it right. That's oh, it. Oh, come on, go on. That's go on. all I'm oh, to Keep oh, going. Oh, God, he's not going to do one. Keep going, keep going, keep going. That's good work. That's good work. Keep going. How does that get clean? Keep pushing. Easy, keep pushing. Pushing. Keep pushing. Easy, easy. Keep pushing. Get one in at least. Easy, get one in at least. Get one in. Push it, push it. All right, beautiful stuff. That's our excerpt from the first entry in our anthology of the canon of podcasting. Powerful stuff. Powerful. Powerful. What would you glean? So what, if you were writing the introduction to that, Will, what would you put? Uh, where to begin? So we get a, an insight into the early aughts with Ricky Gervais in his Ricky Gervais show, one of the first major podcasts to ever exist. Entry one in the canon. And why do you think uh, the podcast was so successful, Tom? Why do you think that uh, that this this number one, you know, the holiest of holies in the canon? Why do you think that this was the first thing to catch on? Really, I mean, you had you had the speeches of Bush. You probably mm -hmm. had a hundred thousand indie artists out there that were doing some goofy, wacky, you know, incredible, uh, you know, theatrical performances, essentially. You know, why Why a silly little British man? You know, why Why a bald British man and why a tall British man? You know, why is this the, the thing that broke out and, you know, was ahead of the pack by 10 years? Oh, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head in that you have a... What I think you get out of it is you don't get a polished speech with the nuance of George W. Bush 
uh, where he says words. You, instead, you get something messy, and you get something human, and you get something that represents raw. Something, something raw, raw where we were Emotional. in the 2000s, right? I mean, when you think about the 2000s, we had all kinds of terrorism. We had wars on terror. The TSA. We had the TSA. What else was going on in the 2000s? I'm trying to think. What, what's another good cultural landmark? Afghanistan, um, Afghanistan, 9/11. Afghanistan, yeah. You had Afghanistan uh, in the 2000s. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, as a result of all that, what, is, what does culture look like? What does entertainment look like? It looks like three British men shoving hamburgers into the, the weakest one's mouth. And it, in a way, it's a, it, it harkens back to our ancestry, right? We think back to the apes that we used to be when we see them doing that. Um, although they probably weren't shoving food. Like, there was not necessarily an excess of food to shove into the weakest ape's mouth. He probably was starving. In so, fact, the inverse, probably, they're pulling it they're out pulling, of, uh, the weakest chimp's mouth and putting it in their own. Probably. It's sort of a, a primitive Darwinian thing. So think uh, of it like that. This is essentially showing how far we've come as a species. It's the inverse of that. You know, it's, it's you know, we, we were the apes pulling food out of each other's mouths and putting it in our own. And now the inverse is true. Our excess of food, our condition in the 21st century has allowed us to shove it back into each other's mouths. And that's sort of the, the connection there. That's sort of the, the, the fusion that makes this relatable and makes us relevant 10, 15 years later. So, you know, with that, I think we start, that's, that's the first entry in the anthology of the canon of podcasting. And so we're, we're coming to the end here, right? Um, Lesson, yes. I think we're on, what, 14, 15? How many did we get through? Um, you know, I don't recall. I think there was uh, probably 11 or 12. I think there was uh, at least 12, 13. I think, if I recall, though, 12 was a, a reiteration of 9. Well, I think it but counts. I think probably... it was important. I think 9 can't be overstated. So I don't, it doesn't bother me if we have several variations on 9. Uh, on the list. So let's say 14 is keep track of how many lessons you already have so you don't mess up your numbering uh, and then 15 can be know your history know where you stand not just in the the medium of podcasting but in in the progression of the human race clearly ricky gervais steve merchant and carl pilkington knew that they were representing the full progression of humanity and you need to do the same when you start your podcast explaining how to you know build bookshelves or whatever uh, and so keep that in mind. And our listeners too, keep that in mind as you grow and as you you work from your you know your initial stages as a young learner, as somebody who is going to release a podcast that's going to bomb, and it's going to it's going to be a bad experience. You know, your great aunt Susan will probably call you up and say, "Hey, remember how I said you had a radio voice? Yeah, I I, I did listen to your podcast, but I don't know if there's a connection." You know, you might get a couple of those in your life where you wonder, you know, is this the right path for me? Uh, is this something I want to do? And I would say by the time you're done with this course, yes, yes, it will be something that you want to do. It will be something that you will crave, something that you will you will know how to do expertly, you know, and that's because you've spent weeks with the masters. You've been learning uh, the techniques and the processes of, of how to build and create your own successful podcast. And I would say this is only that first step in a long journey that will be hopefully to your great benefit. And uh, I hope, Tom, to see very many podcasters out there soon. I hope to see a boom in the industry. I want to see artists living on people's couches, podcasting about that. I agree. You know, I want to see people moving to uh, Budapest, you know, living out there and podcasting. 
walking around with a mic, you know, among the people, you know, interviewing them. Man on the street. On the street. I want them, you know, just breathing life into this art form that uh, is so underappreciated. And honestly, many people don't see it as art. They see it as some sort of narcissistic output. But I see it as a, a true art form, you know. Everyone probably thought uh, Da Vinci uh, painting a, a self-portrait was vain. You know, people yeah. changed with the times. And, you know, this well, happens and to be one of those. I'm glad you flaunted your microphone the way you just did, because I think it's important uh, that we also note. It is. It's your weapon. It's, it's your, your weapon, tool. but it's important what weapon you have. You wouldn't go into battle with uh, a balloon. You know, it wouldn't help you that much. You want to go in with the right type of sword to go kill all the bad guys. Or whatever. Probably not a sword now. I, I was picturing like an ancient Greece sort of battle, but, uh, you know. Bring a knife to a, a microphone fight. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk sure. into a knife. Same thing. But you know, a mic is important. And uh, sometimes you got to be aware of the opportunities of where you can get a good mic. Um, certainly there are stores. We are both using a, a, a nice Audio Technica. But uh, sometimes you got to watch out for just, you know, walking through the street. You might see somebody giving something up for scrap, right? Uh, you don't want to just talk into your computer, Mike. You want to keep your eyes open, find a good deal, hear the results, and talk into it, right? So, I mean, just recently, for example, there's uh, the local mafioso in my area of the country. He just wrapped up a podcast where he was going through, he was breaking up the Godfather trilogy and he would do an episode on every minute of the entire trilogy, right? Great stuff. Yeah, and you know he'd do his, you know, his little Al Pacino impression and his Marlon Brando impression. <laughs> did he do? He did Brando. Oh, he I did was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, did yeah. he? Did he even stuff the cotton in his cheeks? It sounded uh, like it. It sounded like uh, it. Uh, and sometimes constant. people who uh, people who owed him favors, he'd bring them in, beat them up on the show, and that would be kind of wow. like a little tease. Oh, it's, it's pretty bloody and violent on the part of the street, you know. But uh, he loves The Godfather, and so he got a good mic and was using it. And then uh, I just noticed, uh, you know, that. Well, you have to subscribe in the street if you want the protections uh, and you have to comment and you have to leave an iTunes review. And so I'd, I'd done all that, of course. Um, but then the show wrapped up and uh, I was walking down, you know, past his mansion and uh, I saw, oh, hey, he's got his whole podcasting set up just out on the street. Looks like it's ready for scrap. Right. So I just picked it up and I'm using it right now. I brought it over to my house and uh, I'm using the mafiosos mics. And it's working out really well. It's really better than what I was using before. So the lesson here, lesson 16, I think, is keep your eyes open. There's opportunities everywhere. Yeah, and to that, I would say uh, definitely uh, know your surroundings. That's uh, lesson 16 there. Know your surroundings. If there are resources available, you use them, whether that's, um, you know, maybe or maybe not uh, just sort of pilfering uh, mafiosa's microphone off the street. Uh, when he possibly could have been loading it into his car to do a remote segment uh, or, uh, you know, exploiting uh, resources in your local oh, area. Hey, what are you? I'm, I'm recording a show. I'm recording a show in here. No, no, get it. Oh. Uh, it seems <laughs> they... a professional here, sir. We're uh, we're charging got, uh, our listeners 3000 for this. So. Th- this is. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know this is the. I was I was going to. I did. I thought he was done with it. I thought uh, I thought oh. we were. Hold, oh. Hold, hold on a second here. Hold, hold on. Okay. Hold, oh. So it does appear maybe um, <clears throat> the microphone wasn't scrap. Uh, maybe it was just, uh, you know, something that needed to be loaded into the trunk of the mafioso oh, leader's I, vehicle. I, and, 
Oh, okay. So it does it does appear, and if I was the host, I would mute this. But unfortunately, I don't have those uh, capabilities at the moment. But uh, yeah, so it does appear, and uh, bear with us, folks. It does appear that uh, the microphone, uh, which my co-host had uh, had just re received, uh, it does appear to still be in the ownership of the previous owner. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Anyways, uh, going back to the history of podcasts, I don't know if anyone has had a chance to listen, listen to the Bush podcasts. They're a thing of wonder. Uh, you know, this, this is a man who, uh, he publicly dodged a shoe being thrown at him. He dodged a shoe. I mean, what kind of president does that? I mean, it was just something that was so strange, you know. I've never in my lifetime seen a presidential assassination. You know, I wasn't around when they, they tried to put some lead in Reagan, for example, uh, Ronald Reagan. I wasn't around for that. You know, I'm a, I'm a generation younger. I'm the new generation, the podcast generation, the P generation, if you will. And, uh, you know, I've never seen something like that. So for me to see somebody throwing something at the president, uh, I mean, wow, you know, with the nerve. Uh, to use a, a weapon like a shoe and just transform it into something that uh, that really made a, a mockery of the office. It was um, an interesting experience. And I would say that, um, you, you know, if you have a chance, uh, check out the shoe throwing podcast, because that's one of his uh, better works. Uh, so uh, back to where we were here, it doesn't appear that my co-host is uh, with us anymore. So I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, to introduce one more sponsor for the show. And I suppose we'll just wrap it up after that. Anyways, uh, so this show's uh, sponsor <clears throat> and watch how I seamlessly integrate this into the show. You know, I uh, I washed my face this morning and uh, I needed a good moisturizer. I noticed that there was skin peeling. And I said, my God, you know, what am I, a snake? What am I, a lizard? My skin is peeling off. You know, I need, uh, you know, I need something to hydrate my face from the exfoliation, the chemical exfoliation that it's just going through on a consistent basis. And um, I found something here that really helps quite a bit. It's called Levin Rose Organic Emu Oil. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, emu oil. Whoa, what? So yes, it is something that's uh, that's a little different. Uh, emu oil has uh, become a significant factor in alternative treatments for skin care, arthritis, hair loss, and many other medical conditions. Uh, scientific studies have shown that uh, emu oil benefits uh, are being discovered every day. The Aborigines of uh, Australia utilize the properties of emu oil for thousands of years. Uh, before, you know, we had ever discovered Australia, um, and I wouldn't say we because I'm not particularly British, but uh, I would say that, you know, the British, when they discovered Australia, they were being bugged by these little pests, you know, mosquitoes and, and the like, and uh, sunburns and uh, constant, you know, the, the sun and the conditions of Australia are not good for British people at all, sort of the opposite of what you'd expect. But they noticed emu oil is something that gets rid of the bugs. And it's something that gets rid of, you know, sunburns and rashes. So basically, they would, they would harvest the oil from the emu bird. Um, you know, those flightless birds that are sort of bald at the top. And uh, they, they would just take the oil. They'd milk the bird for the oil somehow. 
and um, they found that uh, linolenic acid and oleic acid are uh, a very pain, uh, powerful combination, and uh, they bring relief to muscle aches and joint pain, and they have lasting anti-inflammatory effects. So I don't know if you've ever heard of emu oil, or maybe you're just casually interested in, in using bird oil in your daily routine. And uh, I would say to that, you know, please use Levin Rose emu oil. It's one of the best, and it's something I use every day. So that appears to be our show, everyone. Uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, on this journey to podcasting, where we discover podcasts, how they shape our lives, how we can create a successful podcast, and uh, how the medium has changed in so many ways. We've laid out the canonical text and we've overviewed what we're going to be doing on the show. So hopefully you stick around for our 54-part series. Uh, this is just one of the 54 episodes. So if you'd like to pay for the class, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash class. And uh, we're working on that link, so don't, don't quite use that yet. You know, in the next uh, 48 hours, it should be functional. But as of right now, you're not going to see much. But just remember that uh, we are available uh, for purchase and we are happy that you noticed this free podcast and please consider uh, subscribing to our channel and uh, well we don't we don't have one of those yet but uh, we're working on all of that so stay tuned folks and thanks again for your patronage on the podcast professors <laughs> <laughs>